I remember being so stressed. I locked myself in the restroom this one day, turned the lights off, and I sat in the bathtub and just cried and said, what, what am I supposed to do, God? Do I keep going? Dude, what's going on? My wife is sick. I got an eviction letter. Like, what are you supposed to do? I wasn't thinking suicide. I'm not the guy to go through it. But when I was a kid, it was different. You, you, you know, you go through dumb thoughts. You reach it, whatever. But this was me just genuinely like... You didn't see a way out of this. It closed in on me. Yeah. It's like the vision went like this. And it's not I was focused on something. It was more of like the sight was lost. You know what I'm saying? What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode number 57 of Connections Magic. Thank you so much for coming back and tuning in. This week, we got part two with my man, Angel Lopez. Had on a lot of amazing guests on the show, but this one definitely ranks towards the very top. Angel went so deep, took such an honest dive at his whole journey, eviction notices, his wife working double shifts to support them, her getting sick, money coming in just at the last possible second to keep things going from his first placement. Such a powerful episode. Can't thank him enough for coming on and sharing all that. This week is the arc of his story. We now get into him falling under Timberland's watch, being groomed, getting to work with his childhood heroes, Coldplay, getting to work with Kanye West, which he just won a Grammy for on Jesus' King album. This is a really, really special payoff episode for him going through the darkness and trusting. If you haven't yet done so, please take 30 seconds and go to iTunes and subscribe and rate this podcast. It would mean the world to me. It really helps with growing this thing and expanding the reach so more people can be uplifted by these messages. Thank you so much. Here we go. Welcome everybody to Connection is Magic. I'm your host, Samson Shulman a former music executive turned podcaster and coach. In a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain, we end up feeling lonely and isolated and opportunities for human connection are missed. On this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Now let's begin our journey back home to connection. Tim's whole thing for a minute was like, sometimes I show up to sessions and I, I wouldn't even hit play on anything. He would just have me observing and learning how to produce, not beat me. That's true mentorship right there, yeah. by the way. You know, when I worked at Interscope, bro, I was like, New there, I had I found a mentor, a longtime A and R guy who, God bless him, would just like let me sit in his meetings. I didn't know shit. Right. He just put me up in the corner. He's like, "Yo, just chill, but see, bro." But That's you learn so best, much, bro. You just get to be a sponge. You take bro, it all in. You learn yeah. so much if you're really present in the moment. You learn shit that you can't even teach with words. It's not like Tim could instruct me like, "Hey, pay attention to this." No, when you're in there and you're in the moment, bro. You really get There's to There's no substitute up. for that. We need to be clear. Like, you nah. can't just tell somebody something. You'd you be can. in the moment. You see it, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I see how Tim does this. I see why he did that. I see, and he it was just grooming me, which he always said that. I'm going to keep you around me. I showed up to sessions at Hit Factory. He'd fly me out to work with, like, a K-pop artist. We did the session, and after, he same thing. He's like, yo, I'm going to keep you around. I'm just going to keep you around me because... You make me, you know, you bring something great, a great feeling. And 
I'm going to teach you. And he always told me those words. And he said, money's going to come later. By this time, I had already signed a pub deal. He, he signed me to uh, Bluestone, which is his pub deal with um, is his publishing company. Gary helped facilitate mm-hmm. that. Honestly, when Gary got involved mm-hmm. in both Tim's career and mine, it was like an unstoppable force. We just started having a run. Amazing. Sam Smith and then the JT thing. I didn't get to work. I worked on like my first big song that never came out. They had this old song they did. Um this old record and tim gave it to me he's like make this new here's the drums you know let, let me see your approach on the music and i nailed it i remember i showed up to a studio session at paramount and he booked me the room upstairs he's like go in there and just nail it it was timbaland jt and wiz khalifa on a record never came out it's probably never gonna see the light of day but that was mm-hmm. the first song that i got that that's was crazy like, though they put the brakes on it because you know jt was gonna drop yeah but i was so excited i was just happy that i was able to nail it and impress tim to the point like yeah let's drop this if he's taking me to meet jt mm-hmm. and he's jt is his brother they're like brother oh. like seeing them bro it's the most entertaining it's like big bros just getting together the way they like the laughter and the it's such a good vibe with jay and mm-hmm. him and just witnessing them knowing what they've done and those records they've done and getting to witness that and be a part of it right now it's like it's so magical to me and so gratifying those two like you said man shifted the whole culture felt like you know big time so to get to see them to interact you know for for tim to welcome me to to witness that to me it meant like yo this dude really has me in i feel like that sam smith day that was like gary putting the domino that started that domino tipping and and now here we go so now now i'm i mean as a personal fan bro coldplay has just you know been huge for my life it's been like Kind of like the soundtrack to my life, bro. My manager too yeah. is his favorite band. So, so can we talk about that, bro? Can you yeah, connect so those fast dots? forward? This yeah. was 2017 now. So, yeah, you know, a little TMI. I was, I was, I was getting down with my wife, <laughs> and uh, my phone kept ringing, and I'm like, damn, like, come on, man. It was Gary, and Gary does not call like that unless it's something real mm. important. And I called him back. He's like, yo, I need you to answer. He's like, yo, you're going to work with Chris Martin tomorrow in Miami. I'm like, what? He's like, pack your bags. You're on the flight in the morning. You're going to go work with Coldplay. They're, Coldplay has a show in Miami, and they're doing a studio session. Wow. This was, wow. I think, on a Saturday night and Sunday, and then the show was Monday. And you're working tomorrow, Sunday, at Hit Factory with Chris and, and Tim. I was like, What? Bro, what it didn't re- it didn't register nah, from it, right? I mean, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. that's far fetched. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, what? For real? He's like, yeah, man, pack your bags. I'm so happy, favorite band. We started crying. I have a po- I have a Coldplay poster that still hangs on my room. You know, I don't find it weird. I'm I'm really a fan of that, and it's something that my wife and I connect over. It's like a it's Coldplay is very intimate to us because it's such a crucial part in our relationship. Like one of our first days was a front row Coldplay show that I spent the last money I had on, but we drove to Cincinnati and we were at a Coldplay show front row. And then we did Lollapalooza, same. We went out there with no money. We slept in the car in Chicago. To see your favorite band. Yeah, to see your favorite band. So it's a very special group of of individuals with a catalog of music that mean a lot to us. I had this poster and I'm sitting there and I'm like, babe, I'm gonna go meet Chris Martin tomorrow, work with Chris Martin. 
And I'm looking at the poster and we just start crying. Like, mm. what? Bro, I'm getting emotional right <laughs> you know now too, saying? bro. That's crazy. That's crazy, bro. And I know yeah. it sounds emo. It sounds super emo, but bro, this is real. It's just real. I mean, if you're human, you got to feel this story, bro. Yeah, this, is a, man. this is a real one. This is great. Show up to, to, to Miami and Gary's amazing for doing this. He's like, I'm only going to tell you this, bro, because I don't want you to get shocked and I don't want it to affect you. I'm flying your wife down. You guys are going to be at the Coldplay show. We're treating your wife. This is a gift to you, brother. Kill the session. Don't be shocked when your wife shows up. Just pretend. Please pretend. I don't want to tell her. For all she knows is you're getting surprised, but I just don't want you to be shocked when you see your wife walk in. So show up to the session. There's Chris Martin, yo. Nicest dude ever. Mm. So it's Chris Martin, Leanne Lahavis. La- 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 Something like that. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Amazing artist. Where's wife right now in this t- picture? She hasn't Clint. made it there yet. She's not there yet. Okay. Yeah. It's Dan Green, longtime Coldplay producer. He's honestly like amazing genius. Mm-hmm. And Bill Rako, who is a producer and Chris's engineer, but he's really a producer as well. But he's part of the dream team, the Copic Calls dream team with Rick, Dan and, and Bill. So they're there and I get to meet them. It was such a fun jam session. With Chris Martin, it's like, is, and this is something he explained to us later in the session. He describes it as like fishing. Look at making music, you know, like a, like a fishing trip with friends. And he has this big smile, these big blue eyes. He's like, we're just showing up to fish. And some days you're not gonna catch any fish, sometimes medium fish. But one day you could really catch a real big fish and it's all about having fun. Let's just throw a reel in and have a good time, guys. Thank you for being here. I'm Chris Martin from Kofa. And that's how he gave us this lesson that I always tell people about. I'm like, yo, he's right. And that's what that session was. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to go work on Coldplay music. It was literally Tim, me, Dan Green with this crazy like modular synth and his setup, Bill, Chris Martin over here. I just thought it was going to be a one of and I'm there and my wife unfortunately showed up late so she didn't get to meet Chris Okay. at the session but yeah. she showed up i had to act you know surprised i'm so grateful gary did that did you guys have good show seats yeah i'll get to that right. so we did the session it went great we we did a bunch of ideas just jamming no pressure just like all right next tim crazy sounds me adding my thing chris playing the piano right here dan doing his thing over there it was organic and beautiful it was just amazing no pressure yeah. no pressure just mm-hmm. fishing just That's having awesome. a good time so then we go to the show and they put us in a suite, the Rock Nation suite. It was a different experience. For Coldplay, I wouldn't do a suite again. It was beautiful because for Coldplay, man, we like being out there. That particular show, it started raining, pouring, and they didn't stop performing, bro. Chris was wet guitars. Like, it was raining down on them. And me and my wife were just so happy to be there, man. And during magic right before the record magic you know i just listened to that record before you got here bro uh, that's crazy one of my favorite yeah, yeah. Song. the way that record came about that jam it was a jam session that they were doing and that baseline and then chris recalled it two years later or something and he told us a story about it's it wow crazy but shout out to tim and angel in the middle of all these people at the hard rock stadium literally shouts timbaland and me out crazy which was insane because i managed to grab a clip of it someone had posted i'm like yo he really just i remember getting a text from nick valentin my boy nick from from hit factory because he hooked everybody up from hit factory seats and trevor was there and nick was like yo he just shouted you that's wild bro i was like yo chris is the nicest person in life because they knew that you know my manager told him like yo this guy is really a fan of you guys like big time Mm. and his wife too and we went to the after party and my wife got to meet Chris Martin. And it was funny because every time Chris would turn around, she'd be like, 
like that's him like that's really she's freaking out you know inside we're well, a long way from applebee's right now bro. very long way from <laughs> applebee's bro way like that was it you know now she's not working you know i was like all right i got you she, she ended up getting sick she had an ovarian cyst mm. and it was a very hard time for us you know it was the, we we thought it was can i mean it was mm. very scary times this was still applebee's days applebee's days, and right. then literally when she couldn't work no longer because she had to have this surgery that's when that money came in for skylander it was like god's perfect timing whoa man. it was wild whoa he was wild so copa happens a year later we're working with this band called new city incredible band from from canada and they had this producer named fede i had no clue who was doing all this stuff right mm -hmm. so i meet fede at a session we had a christmas party and fede is there with the guys in new city and i went in the room and got to jam with them and i connected with fede and I was so impressed. I'm like, you became Yo. like musical brothers basically. Right. After that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but I remember calling Gary and I said, I don't know who this guy is. I was like this kid, he's older than me, but he's just, he's got good genes, the man. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I get the best vibe from him. Hmm. He's lying. He speaks Spanish. He's hilarious. And Gary, he's so talented. Can we please sign him? I was already acting as A&R trying to get talent for MMG. You know, Gary mm. had promoted me to senior vice president at A&R. You were kind of saying that, though. You were at, like, Team Timbo all the way, right? All the You're way, like, bro. Yeah. I was just all about, let's build the team. Let's build the force that's going to do this takeover. Amazing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, we need this guy. And I remember calling Fed, and I'm like, bro, you have management? He's like, yeah, I have this guy, but what's up? And we had a conversation, and I was like, man, we just got to do this. Got him in, man. We, we, brought, we did a session with Dram and Timbaland. Our first session. So Fede and I just started crushing it with Tim. We, we kind of became like this unofficial duo still to this day. Mm. We do 90% of stuff together. Like we have our own projects that we've done, you know, separately. But we get a call back for the Coldplay thing. Yeah. And he had recently just signed with us. And Gary was like, yo, Chris wants to see you and Tim again in Malibu. Obviously, I'm down. Shangri-La? At um, Woodshed. Which the house burned down. It's a house. Rich and his wife, they lived there. And with the fires, they burned down. But the yeah. studio was intact. Mm. It's like an oasis, too. It's such a beautiful... Because there's... It's not a regular studio where there's walls. It's like there's windows. And the whole studio could be reconfigured and moved around. Super vibey. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the piano is signed by everybody. Like Gaga works over there. That's like awesome. A lot of people have worked over there. It's a very intimate space. Beautiful space. And I remember telling Gary, like, yo, we got to put Fed it. He's like, man, but he's new in the team. I'm like, bro, mark my words that if we bring Fed over there, Fed it, Tim and me, we're going to kill it, bro. Just mm. trust me. He's like, all right, you're right. All right, we'll put Fed it. We show up. And on that day, Tim got sick on the way from Miami to over here. So he wasn't feeling well. He didn't make that first session. Was it just you and Fede then? It was just me and Fede. And Chris was ill too, but he showed up to the session. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's not, I don't know if it's going to happen. And he already knew me. He hadn't met Fede, but we started jamming, man. And we just crushed it. You started fishing. One of the songs that made it on the Coldplay album was from that day. Crazy. That me, it was just me and Fede. It was song champion, that? champion of the world. I started this drum beat, just that groove, and then we just started jamming. Mm. And I ended up playing the electric guitar, which they kept 
on the recording and that, there you go, there that you guitar go. line Th- that was made from that first day and i remember riding back through the canyon it was a long drive because feta lived in north hollywood and i was mm. staying at an airbnb i was looking for an apartment already over here we were talking we're like man i think chris loved us and after that whole week ended up being thundercat was over there dav who's a string arranger amazing composer for Coldplay. He did like Viva La Vida, all their string work. Amazing. Bill Rako, Leon Le Havas was there with Thundercat. And it was like the craziest session for a Yo, for a while, I remember Tim was like, we're just going to go outside and smoke and listen to these incredible musicians because it was literally a concert. Even Chris was kind of sitting out like, yo, this is insane. The most beautiful music. I wish I could go back just listen to some of those. I got to hit them up. But... (laughs) I remember going back after that week with Fede on the last night, and we're like, man, I think I think Chris loved us. I think he's on call us back. And, bro, like the month after, calls us back. Chris hit you up, or did he go through Gary yeah. or what? We went to management. Okay, went through management. Yeah, but Chris, but he, he already had my number, and we have each other's number. And we started working. And this one day we went to, they had this studio set up in, in one of his houses in, in Malibu. We had left. And I get a text from him. I wake up to a text from Chris at like 2 a.m. He's like, this song just came to me because Chris believes the songs come down to him and through him. And he was like, this song just came to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, it's urgent that you guys come. Can you guys please come tomorrow? I know it's last minute. So this was direct. So I hit Fed in, of course. I mean, we're all game. We love working with Chris. It's such a, it's almost like spiritual and like in a musical way. It's it's Mm. just like no pressure and there's no better way of making music. And with someone who, to me, he's one of the greatest songwriters that we have on earth right now. Like without a doubt. So it's always a good time. And he's like, yo, this this song came to me. So we show up and uh, it ended up being the single that made it to radio from this last album. Really? Yeah. Which had his son beatboxing. Boom. Cat. What's the track called? Orphans. That was the song. And and we worked on it there. And then Max Martin ended up coming and rearranging. Yeah. Hearing that backstory is so dope. Whereas like, it just came to him. He's like, yo, I know it's last minute, but we got to work. Middle of the night, bro. It was a text at like two in the morning. I Mm. woke up. Chris Martin, the song just came and it's unbelievable and it's urgent that we get it done Will was there, you guys a, little, please was there come? a little voice note with the text message like yo here's the melody idea you just nah, trust nah, it. Yeah, it's just like show up and yeah. we're like dude of course yeah we'll see you there 4 p.m drive over there and we did the song and it's so amazing seeing chris in the studio because the same energy he has on stage it's in the studio it's like he had the mic and he was performing the song like he was about to the same energy yeah. in this, but it's just us and he's just running That's around awesome, and man. such a good song you know and the fact that his son was a part of it and to see how happy he was about that that's so dope you know to have little mo on the, it was like boom the cat boom the cat cat like having that groove it was how long is that how long does that surreal trippy feeling stay with you i wonder because again like you had the posters up and it's like i mean every time i mean i got to go away bro bro, i I got to take my wife to one of the sessions which chris was so cool to like allow me to do that because my wife is she knows the, the the etiquette in the studio like you know and i remember at one point turning around and she was just bawling quietly but just crying, you know? And I asked her, I'm like, what was that like? And I wanted to do that because to me, it's rewarding. Like, I don't care about the money. It's moments like being able to take my wife, childhood bands and her getting to meet. I got to take her to the Bahamas with Justin and we had dinner by the water and Justin was super welcoming and seeing her meet 
you know, these especially knowing that, knowing the grind that she put in, exactly. knowing the Applebee's. and that's why it's important Ooh. to me. And the fact that my friends, these artists, have been able to welcome that. You know, she went there for a couple hours and had lunch with us, but turning around and seeing our favorite band right there Absolutely. working on songs we're doing. To me, those are that's why I do that. That's it's not that's, that's bigger than dollars. Exactly. To me. Yeah, that was a, a, a crazy moment. But um, but yeah, man, we did the orphan song and 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 then he we did we got to meet the guys in Malibu. They got this house and Chris was like, man, you guys are an incredible duo. So he kind of put us as like an official duo, me and Fed it. Fast forward to 2018, we are in. Miami working with Saweetie. Female that's, rap that's star. That's what we did yeah. back to the streets. Mm-hmm. We produced that that week. It was December of 2018. And I get this text. So I'm the point of contact. I'm kind of like A&Ring, producing, and with Gary really hands-on, you know, handling stuff behind the scenes. And he texts me. He's like, yo, this is Art Basel week. Ye wants to see Tim in Miami tomorrow. So this was after a great week with Saweetie. Saweetie's mm-hmm. dope. Are those records out? The Sweetie records? Which those... Just one. Just Back to the Street, which went number one. That was okay, my first, nice. the first record I get to be was... part number one. It's back to what you said. I like how you said dominoes. Like once the domino, once that first yeah, that domino fell, it's, you Smith see what I mean? It. Sam Smith was it. And then, you know, it culminated, you know, through through this whole journey, which you just shared. Yeah, big time. All the way into like a number one record. Yeah, it, big time. Yeah, you get this call after this great no, week this with Sweetie. Yeah, we're, we're literally, text. we're still there at the studio. This was late and gary's like yeah he wants to pull up on tim and i'm like wow it's a big deal let me tell the guys that 808s and heartbreaks was a was i i went through a suicidal period as a kid i don't even know why but i was depressed and when 808s and heartbreaks came out i remember spinning in a chair in a room with the mattress hanging out and i had this like ghetto studio set up on my mom's house i was very depressed i don't even know why mm-hmm. and this was like in 2008 and I would just sit there and listen to 808s and Heartbreaks and spin in circles. And 808s and Heartbreaks was like, I, I had a health journey. I, I'm big again. I had gained the weight because my best friend, who was my gym partner, passed away. But um, when I went to that, that was what I would listen to, 808s and Heartbreaks. So I was a massive Ye fan. You know, obviously Yeezy fan, like the shoes he was doing as a designer. So I get that text. I'm like, yo, that's that's pretty dope. You know, that's, that's some good stuff. Let me tell the guys. We had the Mosley brothers there who are incredible producers that are signed to Tim 2. We had Dirt Work there, and then we had Fede and myself. So I was like, yo, Ye's pulling up after the session. And what time is this, man? Give us a... This was late. This is like 10 p.m. You were about to wrap things up, basically. We were about to wrap and hit uh hit the hotel. That was it. We were already flying out the next day. Bruh, like, yeah, Ye's pulling up tomorrow morning. We're not leaving here till we have some ideas. Because we're like, we got to prepare a vibe. We, we we have nothing for Ye. What do we have for Ye? You don't just not prep stuff for Ye, bro. You got to come correct. Yeah, You yeah. got to come correct. Yeah. I mean, Ye, yeah. you know, one of the greatest yeah, artists all around. Ye is not a one-dimensional artist. He's multi-dimensional. I always say that, bro. You're talking from design, his home designs, like the stuff he's doing, mega fan, you know? But anyway, so yeah, we're, we're sitting there. And um, I tell guys, yeah, Ye's pulling up. Let's get some vibes here. We were there till like five in the morning, bro. Came up with like three different vibes. And one of them felt like 808s and heartbreaks. Like, and we had our boy Kosha, Topline. He was an artist that we signed to Mosley. Everybody just collaborated on this one piece. We were there till five in the morning. I get a text at nine. Ye's on his way to the studio. So here I go where are waking. you sleeping, bro? Are you we're, sleeping? we're at the AC Hotel okay. right down the street in Aventura. That's where we always stay. That's kind of our home base when we're over there. It's just like super close. The hotel staff knows us. It's almost like, oh, nice to see you again. You know what I'm saying? So I text everybody, yo, it's time to go. Like mm. this dude's about to pull up. 
we got to be there early, blah, blah. We show up and word was he was showing up at 10, but he showed up like at 9.30 and it was off guard because we're all chilling in the studio just ready. Like, okay, we got these vibes to play, whatever. I walk out to the restroom. It's a little like you got to walk out these double doors, hit factory to walk to the restroom. As soon as I walk out, he walks in. He's just like, what's up? Yay. Oh, it's Tim. It's like he showed up way earlier than he was supposed to. Mm. I was like. I obviously didn't go to the restroom. Turn around, I'm like yeah. And he looked in the room. He's like, "Who's that?" I'm like, "You know, that's part of our squad. It's like Team Timbo." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Okay, that was it. It's game time. Open the door." It's like, you know, what's up, everybody? Yeah, whatever. And he plays us Yandi. You know, some of the Yandi cuts, and he performed them too, man. Like being yay, bro. Wow, great artist. Like one of the greatest artists, bro. <laughs> being the greatest artist for us being passionate and believing what he's saying and playing us these songs that are just yay level there's Mm. there's levels and then there's yay level you know what i'm saying couldn't have said it better that's just yay level and he plays these records for us and we're like wow man he's performing them doing the yay dance like it's almost like a concert for us and then dirtwork is a massive yay fan incredible dude i love dirt and he has like the the little bear tattoo too which is crazy you got to show him Kyle dropout yeah. yeah this is pre-tim by the way tim's not tim hasn't the, showed yeah, up yeah, yeah yeah tim's probably getting the text like all right it's time to go you know gary's probably and i'm like yo yeah is there already you know your guys are there blah blah so we play that thing we did we sound like 808s and heartbreaks and his reaction we obviously you want to know like oh I want him to freak out, you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. but it never happens like that with the real guys. But all he did is, he did this face, like, and he's like, do they have uh, beds here and and showers? And he was looking around the facility, like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I think they have a shower upstairs. And I don't know why he was asking. He's like, okay, yeah, we're going to do my album this week. That's all he said. Yeah, that's all he said, bro. (laughs) After he heard that thing that we played him. And I know he liked it. I know it struck a chord with him where it felt right for him to say that. And that was it, bro. That was it. Like, do they have cow? Do they have beds here? Kind of saying like, yo, you guys are about to be here, sleeping here. We're going to work on this album this week. Tim shows up. Ye kicks everybody out the room and it's just me and Tim. Because he kind of saw it was kind of like Tim's main guy being like, that like right hand for a minute so we got the visual right again it's just you yay and tim in this in the room right now in the room right, in the yeah. big room at hit mm-hmm. factory all the other producers are in the other room and it wasn't on some he just wanted just like the space he's like yo can i just ask everybody very politely you know and we're just in there jamming it's like me on the laptop i got a bunch of tim beats and stuff that we have and then tim's got his push set up yay's got the 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 mic and, bro, there was, like, 70 freestyles, bro. You just heard Ye going off dome, basically, just, off the top? Big time. Mm. And it was, like, just play me Tim's beats. And also Tim just playing drums live. No quantize, no nothing. And Ye freestyling these crazy bars. Because the way Ye writes is he's got the bar of the song that unlocks it. And then he gives it and other writers come in and, like, 
take mm-hmm. that and develop it. And then Ye comes back in and like, nah, we got to say this. Da, 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 da. It's a genius way to work. They build right? around that bar, basically. That bar, he has those mm. bars that come in out of nowhere. You're like, this man did not just say it. Like, he, wow. crazy bars, bro. He was going through a lot of stuff around the time of Yandi records yeah. were being worked, right? He had, yeah, he had a lot to say, bro. And but he was going through a spiritual transformation. I feel like God was nudging his heart at the time. Right there, yeah. You know, that's the, the point. Like, in the Jesus is King album we did, where you talk about, like, Jesus did the laundry. Mm. That's, I feel like God started putting that, that stuff through the laundry and in his heart which was beautiful to witness for me being someone coming from the church another full circle absolutely and 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 i'm a god guy too so i get all this man but i was gonna say what an evolution from yeezus to this right because i feel like with yeezus there was anger it was very dark energy to me yes it was no it was Heavy. I love songs off of Yeezus. Don't get me wrong, but right. I'm just saying. But it's heavy when, state of mind, in retrospect. Yes, in retrospect. And it's wild to juxtapose the two to me as well. Oh, big time. Yeah. Super. Yeah. It's, it's light and then not light. Absolutely. You know? I remember Ye coming up to me like, how many beats does Tim have in his laptop? I'm like, man, there's about 2,000 some in there right now, like session. He's like, all right, I need these by 2 p.m. tomorrow. Angel, can you do that? I'm like, sure, obviously not, because Tim's computer, his template is so big, it takes forever to open, bro. It's like, it takes like five minutes for one session to pop open and then to be, it's, it's a process. Of course. You know, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah. nah, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to get that many. So we just had a bunch of bounces, you know? And so basically we took the freestyles that he did and then we gridded them even though he didn't want a grid i remember walking i walked out and nico his camera guy caught me i was probably it was probably the funniest phase i hope it doesn't make the documentary i doubt it will but i walk out i'm like yo we gotta grid these he's like no grid he's like they want you to be on the grid we gotta move freely we're not putting these on the grid you know there's a certain tempo he's like no we're not gonna have a certain tempo. we're gonna move freely with this this is music but i remember when he said no grid i was like yeah he's telling me no grid it's hard to work without the grid you know yeah yeah. it makes the process a lot more like complex there was a bunch of freestyles without being gridded and basically we took those freestyles and made them some arrangements added music to them because it was a lot of them were just drums and next day he walks in he was like man y'all killed it Mm. like i love what i'm hearing i love how y'all work he's like and this is how we came up with this group the factory which is timbaland the mosley brothers fed and myself Ye said it. He's like, man, y'all are like a factory. <laughs> and yeah, bro, there was a whole week of that. The, the third day we disappointed. He's like, man, I feel like y'all came in with a different energy the last two days. But bro, we were tired. We did a session. It was like 24 hours. So help me get clear on one thing. Because like, again, this really cool moment where he's like, yo, they got, they got showers here. Like that moment was fun. And did you guys really lock in and not leave this place? Essentially I mean, we would go sleep for a couple You went to that hours. AC, whatever. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, AC yeah, right, hotel, yeah. but it was like yeah. on one of the days we went for like an hour and a half, literally to shower, bro. And right back. It was right? getting serious. Yeah. Like, you know, you start that, getting the, the beat, like you're, you're sitting there all day. You, you gotta go freshen up, man. We were like sitting there in each other's sweat and stuff. Like, wow. it, it was wild. It was like, all right, let's go freshen up and come back. But I remember being in studio c with fede and the mosley's were also set up and we were so tired bro and fede looked at me and said bro we always kill it and he's like let's just push through this there's no other option angel like fede looked at me dead serious like this is a great opportunity let's just kill it and we're gonna get the callback like we always do because every time bro we get the callbacks from artists 
like we just do like high level work and we always deliver you know we were blessed that we had this chemistry and we always I was do just this. gonna say and he yeah. looked at me dead in the eye he's like bro we got this there's no other choice we're not leaving here till we do this bro we left that was the day we only got an hour and a half of sleep and I remember I ended up falling asleep in the couch of room C at Hip Factory. And they thought I was dead because they couldn't wake me up. I was so tired, bro, because I was running point those sessions. I had the notebook. Everything Ye wrote or spoke, I had on a notebook. I feel like that could do this. I feel mm. like. And then I would grab that and say, all right, we got, for example, Fed a great keyboard is like, I know he'll kill it. I'd tell him, yo, mm. do this part. And then you have Bo- Boogs the Beast and crazy. He's a great homie, man. Wow. You, got, you have to have him on here, bro. Who's this? Boogs, bro. Boogs. Boogs. Amazing story. And you want to talk hip hop and you want to get a class on hip hop and talk production and yeah. talk that. That's your guy. Genius, bro craziest sample he finds the rarest samples and chops bro and when he sends you a pack he makes it exciting bro so yeah man we're at hit factory the whole week and and uh, this one freestyle Ye walks in and i would write down notes you know he walks in he's like uh 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 and i remember just like writing down i still have that notebook i posted a clip of it i was like vocoder and I think that was a turning point for him when he heard what we did with that. All the other freestyles, I gave them to everybody else and I held on to that thing because I heard Feta do the vocoder before. And he's a genius, the way that man, because he's such a massive fan of Daft Punk. He like studied the way they do all that. He's phenomenal. He's my favorite producer, like my production partner. I admire him so much, man. I look up to him. He's like, he's really one of the dopest producers out here. Bro. Damn. Feta. I remember I handed him, I was like, bro, vocoder, like. And he he kind of already knew. He was just locked into that. Uh-huh. Bro, what we did with that, when we played it for Ye, bro, he went insane. He grabbed the mic. Did you He just started like mumbling that melody, but it leaked. Bro, they leaked our stuff. Somebody leaked our... There's a lot of Yandi, like Yandi Day, whatever they call him, leaks. And there's a version where he starts rapping. He's like, we are no, no, no. This is some of the bars he says, like, like Grand Theft Auto, weird, uh, Grand Theft Auto. This and this is a Sam. Like he just he's spitting, bro. His reaction was the artist. Yeah, we evoked him saying some stuff, but that little piece of music. I feel was what had us in his mind for what was going to be the rest of the journey because it was such a yay level sounding thing. I feel like it clicked to where his mindset was. That was the moment. Yes. And at that time he was like into this James Terrell, who's this artist, architect. Arizona. Yes. Mm -hmm. He took us there. Rodin Crater. Yeah. I'll talk about that. He took us there. Please. Crazy experience. Bro. Okay. Crazy experience. So that was that moment. He's like, this feels like Terrell. We got to be Terrellians. That's what he said. He's like, this feels like that. And I was, it was, it wasn't angry. It was like passionate. Yeah. Talking to us saying like, we unlock something with this. And I feel like that, the fact we landed on that gem, all the other freestyle wells made it out of that. I don't think anything else made it from those sessions, except law of attraction, which was called use this gospel. Mm. Um, and it was called Law of Attraction mm-hmm. because Ant ended up writing a version 
Did you ever think of a dream too big to imagine? Follow your passion. One day you'll face law of attraction. Be careful what you ask for. Like that was the original like hook or whatever, you know, but came in and we did the use this gospel. I love law. That's what we know it as law of attraction. Mm. But that was a crucial piece of music that we stumbled on, that we worked on, that kept us, I feel, in the conversation. A week later... He flies, a, he's like, you know, where's the whole squad? To come to Calabasas. The factory. Yeah, the factory. Yeah. Right before Christmas yeah. to, to the compound in, 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 uh, in Calabasas. And Feta lives here already. So he flew the Mosleys, flew me in. Uh, we stayed at a hotel in Calabasas. And then um, we started going to work there. And it's, it's amazing to walk in that place because it's inspiring. He's got all these like boards of like visuals and color palettes. And like, I admire all that, man, because it's genius. It, you have no choice but to be inspired in that environment and then you walk in the in the big like factory room and he's got the whole yeezy collection like racks of stuff and like sculptures and it was just great energy ray romulus was there cosine was there phil the keys came in on that day that's a great name phil the keys yeah well phil (laughs) and he ended up becoming his musical director like a genius walked in and just like killed it. We're at Yeezy headquarters, you know, for week, you know, week two with Kanye West and his whole team. Uh, all day, incredible producer, um, Boogs, Andy, like we had the whole squad. So we're sitting there and yeah, I was already in touch with Ye on text and Ye hit me. He's like, yo, we're in a session. We're in the middle of the session. He's like, I want you to come to Roden Crater. I need you to see this in person. I need you to get inspired. I need you to communicate what I'm seeing to the whole squad. I got to take you there. So he's like, call such and such. And I'm like, okay, yeah, what's the flight number? You know, my in my mind, I still don't, I don't, I forget. It's private, you know? He's like, yeah, she'll give you the tail number. The tail number? What the hell is that? you mean the tail number, bruh? So we're anyway, a long way, we a long way from Applebee's. <laughs> we're a very long way from Applebee's, bro, in Guitar Center. I had no clue what he was talking about. He's like, oh, yeah, you could bring a person. So just, you know, pick whoever you want. Just bring one person. You know, we so, so we have two flights, two airplanes. It's packed. So I obviously want to take the Mosley's, too. But, you know, Fed, I was already locked in with him. And I'm like, yo, Fed, I pulled him outside. I'm like, after the studio, let's just go shower and at 2 a.m meet at van nuys airport are you down yeah so we texted over the information and uh yeah man we were on the on our way to road and <laughs> on the crater, pj to road and crater on the okay, pj to road and crater you know shout out to yay man because it was such an incredible i had no idea what we were doing and i was wearing the sound he gave us a pair of shoes in miami yeah that were samples i got him dirty but i didn't care man i was like yo i remember being at Roden with fed it and it was such a dope experience like for we were already homies you know we already built a, a friendship and we're like man we're here bro and i remember yay coming up to me and fed he's like so a week ago would you think you would be at rolling credit with kanye west like nah <laughs> you know like funny you're like what are you supposed to say and like it was so dope man like just being welcomed by yay you know like building a, a connection with him it was super super like fire to get mm. to know like Kanye, mm. um, incredible person, man, incredible human for real. He's often misunderstood and it sucks. What a genuine human being, you know? People call him crazy, whatever. Like, nah, man, it's, I call it genius. Mm. And I call it genuine more than anything. If you have the power to speak your mind and be you, 
not everybody has that superpower. Bro. Let me tell you something I say on this podcast often. So it's kind of a full circle moment for me right now. The fact, you know, you've built with Kanye in this way. Uh, something I say about Kanye all the time is he's the one dude I think of that tries to get people to embrace their uniqueness big time and, and pop out of the matrix and wake up to who God created you to be. We all, we're all created so differently yeah, and, and and we're trained, I think, in society to kind of fall in line in some way. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. And then that prevents you from like blooming into what you're here to do, why you were hey. created in the first place, bro. I That's got chills. Facts, I'm saying bro. this, but but Ye is one of the biggest voices, in for my that. opinion, for that. Would you for agree that. with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But on the way to that, he gets misunderstood, and people want to build their but own. That's because he's not playing. Part- yeah, because he's anti anti. System, exactly. Falling, you know what I mean. Exactly. So you, of course, anti grid. Like he told me, no grid, bro. Bro, I gotta apologize uh, on that. Which That's I get that crazy. now. Which I get it now, right? Anti grid is metaphorical right. for life, bro. It is. Yeah, it is. Cause he's all against that. If you say That's crazy. blue, nah, we're going orange. <laughs> uh, and I love that because we need more voices, in my opinion. Like it's great. It's amazing to have. Yeah, I'm grateful for that. But we need more people doing that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Especially at the level of, of influence, you yeah. know. So, yeah. So we were out there and bro, it was it was a dope experience. We amazing. came back super inspired, finished off the week. I went back home. Uh, New Year's Day, he calls me and, you know, how are you? And I could tell he was just with family. I could hear his wife and kids in the background laughing. And he called me out the blue. He's like, yo, I want to. I want to open a church and I need a choir. And he's telling me, I'm like, man, he's telling Angel, I'm I'm in Ohio. He's like, can you get with Ray Romulus? And so I called Ray Romulus right away after that call. I have that notebook. Ye called, wants to start a church, wrote down the songs that he wants. Like I wrote everything down because it's a lot of info. You, you'll forget. I don't want to forget any does, detail does, he said. Does Ye operate like that where you're just like, it's almost stream of consciousness it feels it like. Is. is Ye just going and like you're yeah, just... Yeah, and I have yeah, a great yeah. memory, but when you're talking to a genius like that and there's instruction and, and there's an invitation to create, I don't want to miss out on anything. I mean, even just for more, you know, everyday people, I feel like you'll get a great idea that hits you and then you might you might lose that idea forever. That's why they tell people to keep a dream journal. You might have a dope yeah. dream. So with Yay, I would be like, man, there's so much good stuff coming. Is journal. there a chance it'll never come back? Like he might he might bust out an idea that's so amazing, but if it's not captured, it could it's just... momentary. Yeah, it could end up disappearing. I mean? So I had to write everything down to make sure that... I got everything from that conversation. So I called Ray. I'm like, bro, I'm in Ohio. Like, I still live out here. I haven't moved. Can you please take care of this? Because I, I really can't. Like, I started looking up the Mississippi Choir. I started looking up everywhere. And, you know, thank God Ray got it involved. Ray's wife works with Kim. And mm-hmm. and um, so he's got a great relationship with Ye as well. And he was like, yeah, like, I, I got the guys or whatever. Bro, so Ye hit you up to help pull pull this together though yeah like i had yeah. yeah you know it was it was cool we built a dope friendship we built mm-hmm. like a dope like he was calling me and I, it, it was something i didn't take for granted i'm like man this is this is super dope because i yeah. really admire this man yeah it's beautiful not, not as just yay like you know he's he's it's almost like a friend and it was very honorary for me to to have these conversations and him throw ideas at me yeah you know trust his ideas with me like bro i never thought of that coming out of ohio another full, another full circle moment yeah, right i never there, thought yeah. of that like yeah. listening to his music helping me through these crazy suicidal thoughts for yeah. i don't even know what 
you know. There's a new segment I'm starting to do, and you're going to be the first guy to do it. I'm it's with called it. the ABCs. And the ABCs are, in this whole wild journey, which you just, I feel so blessed that you shared this today. The A is for what was your biggest adversity in your whole journey that you just shared? Was it when your wife got sick? There's a lot of struggle in your way, bro, right. before we get into the PJs and all that, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. And then the B is how did you bounce back from it? What helped you bounce back? Was it a person or a book or a thing, right? That's the B. And then the C is how did it change you? Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. I'm hey, ready thank for you. that. Thank you. Let's, yeah, we're doing Do you want to do it? Let's go. So Let's the adversity, here. definitely with my wife getting sick, that was a that was definitely a challenging because you get scared. We wake up and she has this ball popping out of her mm. stomach. That was scary. And then she passed out on me, bro. Wow. Like woke up and she's like, babe. And she was on the toilet and then she passes out on me and like her eyes rolled back and her tongue like I remember seeing a video of some soccer player like when he passed out, they opened, make sure the tongue didn't go back. That's that's the first thing I did because her, she, I had bite marks of how tight she was passed out. So it was like, that was a very scary moment. And it was all from overworking and the lack of nutrition. She had gotten real skinny, like very scary skinny, you know, that was really challenging. And I had other challenges, you know, I was brought up single mom and food was not always there. I mean, she did her best, but food not always there because she would give up her meal to feed us and there's other but to me in the journey to get here that was definitely the hardest thing to go through to see the person you love you know health is everything man absolutely and that was definitely it for mm. sure without thank you a doubt. for sharing that bro yeah that's, man that's for sure that was a very hard moment yeah the money stuff is hard yeah you know you had times where i had a multiple eviction letters even after knowing tim and i wasn't gonna hit tim and say yo can you get me a check I was wow. being patient for the pub deal. I wasn't going to I wasn't going to try to get ahead of God's real blessing. You can't rush that. So well said, bro. Yeah, bro, you so. can't rush God's blessings. It's like bringing some it's like bringing food out of the oven that's not ready. Like that's a whole no. different meal, it's right? If you, you bring it, if you bring it out of the it's going to make mess you, you sick. Eat cooked bread. It'll try make that. you sick, bro. Yeah, yeah. it'll make you sick. <laughs> yeah. So, I didn't want to rush that and ask. I remember being so stressed. I locked myself in the restroom this one day turned the lights off and I sat in the bathtub and just cried and said, what, what am I supposed to do? God, do I keep going? Do, do what's going on? My wife is sick. I got an eviction letter. Like, what are you supposed to do? I wasn't thinking suicide. I'm not the guy to go throwing it. But when I was a kid, it was different. You, you, you know, you go through dumb thoughts, you read shit, whatever. But this was me just genuinely like, you didn't see a way oh, out of this. It closed in on me. Yeah. It's like the vision went like this. And it's not I was focused on something. It was more of like the sight was lost. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So definitely God through people like Gary Morella came in and without him even, I mean, the moment I told him I needed something, he's like, oh, I got you. <laughs> you know, here's $2,000. That's beautiful. You know, what? You pay your rent, bro. Here's that. You need anything else? Like, bro, Gary's been such a blessing. And it's God through him. You know what I'm saying? I and believe. we've had our battles. Like, our team is not perfect. No team is perfect. You always have you ups got and friction. Downs. You got friction. We on have team. friction. Yeah. But like I told Gary just the other day, because getting out of this COVID episode last month, I was I felt so grateful, man. 
for simple stuff. Put a lot of my health into perspective and it put my friendships and I caught him. I'm like, bro, I'm so grateful for you. Just for you. Mm. And the fact that you have a beautiful family, a healthy family. I'm like, bro. That's a, to me, what you're sharing right now, bro, is a, is a problem with, with the human condition, in my opinion, where if you think about like the moment, the moments we're having right now in this conversation, these are like real moments. And I think that it takes tragedy for humans fortunately to can right think about 9-11 bro unfortunately think about covid bro everything why why does it take that to get connected and get real everything right Even and i think it goes killings. back to the because it, it, take... it goes back to the matrix thing that, that yay talks about in my opinion i think oh, we're yeah, just all gritted. dialed in head down it's gritted yeah why did it take all the killings of all these people yeah for the people to unify. Amen. And one thing you got to know too is healing and growing and, and progress is not linear. It's, it ain't a straight line. No, nah, never. It's always choppy never. on the way up, bro. It has bro. to be. Always. And everywhere. That's what we have with our team. And Gary, you know, the big blessing. That was the B for the ABCs. That was definitely the blessing. And then how did that change you? It changed me because it changed the perspective on everything. And the run with COVID really lately, that's what has brought me to just peace, man. I have this new piece in life where i'm like i'm just grateful that That's i could beautiful. get up and i could breathe because last month i couldn't man i played softball yes i i hit a home run bro like for real like ninth inning we're losing five runs in this league adult league i play hit a home run on my first game back since october nice i dropped the ball in the outfield but it's what it is but <laughs> you know like i'm what? i'm able to run <laughs> that's beautiful it's great to not lose touch with that it's great to not need uh something bad to happen or tragedy in order to stay with that feeling but it, yeah but you it's know. sad that we still do like you we don't do you don't appreciate moms until you get the I call know, bro. you don't appreciate certain things until stuff goes south and it's very unfortunate it's very sad that humanity is that way it's how society has kind of set up the system in my opinion because it's like what about when we were just like cavemen and shit, like things like way yeah. back? Were we more in touch, you know, right. before we had all these other things pulling up, right? Damn. Distractions and bills. It's a lot of noise media. nowadays. Yeah, it's so noisy, bro. It's very noisy. And and so maybe that's what it is. And we just sort of fall back asleep, you know? Yeah, just it could easy, be, bro. Yeah. I'm trying to help people learn that adversity isn't sent to break you, but I feel like it's sent to shape you. Oh, big time. Into who you're I here love to be. That. Yeah, I love how you just said that because yeah. it's true. It's, it's really that. what it is. It's a diamond in a rough and that's just a chisel Oof. and it hurts because you're cutting through, but you're getting chiseled. Yeah, you're getting cut, bro. And it might hurt sometimes, but ultimately you're going to make a beautiful round or whatever shape. Diamond and now people be. are like, oh, shit, that looks beautiful. They look right. at your life. Probably like, oh, man, they don't know about the double shizzle out, but they don't know about, you right. know, they don't. And it's a journey. Man, bro. It's a journey. And it got me to thinking my Angelou, if you know her, she's an amazing poet, kind of mentor to Oprah for a long time. But she has this beautiful quote that said, you know, we love rejoicing in the beauty of a butterfly, but rarely think about the ugly yeah. changes it had to go through to become that. Right. See, that's human, a human nature, nature man. It's, it's right just flawed. There. Humans are flawed by design, you know, yeah. and, and that's why in my faith, you know, we, we are redeemed through the Christ, yeah. through the cross. So um, that takes into account that we're flawed by nature. Oh, we are. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. You can't read the news of what happened the other day and you cannot not cry, bro. You cannot not feel that. You cannot sit there and read this stuff and not be heartbroken down to like the knees of like, 
what is going on in this earth, bro? And that's just one of many things. A lot of people look at that and it's just like, ah, oh, it's life. Damn, bro. Nah, man. No, I'm, I'm with you. It's being in touch with the heart. And I feel like a lot of people lose that shit. And they lose that in a way in the industry too. You become jaded. You become hardened. And bro, I do my best at protecting my heart always. Even mm. if it means getting hurt in situations. There's some really genuinely good people in the music industry, right? Yeah. For facts. But there's also some people that are real dirty. Wolves. Straight up wolves. Man. It's part so of the game. How do you deal with like that? Because you're not that crowd to me, right? Do you do everything you can just to not work with them or like what do you you know what do you do i feel like i trust god and even when i've been put in situations with wolves i'm protected bro because mm. i always end up in the right room i always end up in the right conversation and the right phone call no matter what because that's who you are because who i am yeah yeah, yeah. And i'm See, not that's, affected by that that's it right there and pray for them you know like literally like i hope god heals your heart and and allows you to see that the music is is not ours it's not yours because you got the pocketbook it's a gift it's an honor it's a blessing to be able to grab a guitar and come up with a song bro amen yeah it's a business don't get me wrong about my business i like i i enjoy making money yeah but it's not my purpose in music i'm able to connect with people i'm able to read comments that said they heard the song mm. pray and it helped them out of a suicide situation. I, like that type of stuff. I'm connected with that. If you want to be connected with the other and being dirty, like that's on you, bro. But I'm not going to do that because that's never brought me anything good. Mm. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I keep, again, that keeps bringing me up in the right situations with the right people. One bro. of my friends says on that note to encapsulate that perfectly, he goes, when I come from ego, nothing works. And when I come from spirit, everything works. And I was there like, it is. man, that's perfect. It's facts, bro. Yeah. So Kanye West, Jesus King, we got the Grammy and, and congratulations and on to, the Grammy. Just bro. Let me crazy. touch and close yeah, on that. Please. It's like people ask like, what's it like getting the Grammy? And it's like, I talked to Fetter like in tears, like, man, the Grammy's cool. And I found out we actually get a physical Grammy because I did more than 33% of the album. Obviously, this is your first Grammy too. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah, an yeah. actual, you know, we're getting the statue, the, the thing. Like, it's a cool accomplishment, man. But the biggest thing that I learned from that was the journey. That even like coming down to like the split, like the whole journey of working on the album, getting to be homies with Kanye, getting calls from him out the blue laughing with bugs with andy being in an attic recording uh clothes on sunday with fed like the journey was the payoff bro every drive to calabasas every day meeting labyrinth work that whole process as exhausting as it was to me that was the payoff the grammy is is just like cool it's like that's cool we got recognized i'm glad i'm very happy that i'm a part of this album that was so different and so diverse and glorifying god more than anything you know like we held hands with kanye west and prayed i'm like yeah like you know i think it's cool if we're gonna do this jesus thing and this is where we're heading bro but can we just like start praying and he literally stopped he's like all right let's pray and we held hands with i remember texting my pastor like bro i just held hands with kanye west and prayed. that's bro. beautiful man the journey is the real destination that's the that's that's, that's the thing we got to remember right but when you're Grammy. but when you're facts but when you're struggling to like keep the lights on 
and all that, that's part of the journey too. But it it's is. harder to remember. It's harder to embrace it. It's harder to embrace it, bro. It is because you're, you're like, it. I'm out here working my ass off, you know? And I'm like, wait, wait, like you had a couple of those moments that you shared on this episode today. Mm -hmm. You shed tears. You shed right. tears. No, it was. Yeah. It, it took a lot, man. And it's, and, and we're not done. You know, I feel like I'm still beginning. Like we're, we're definitely not done. Like I know God's got so many more plans. Yeah. And and I know that because like beating this COVID, I'm like, God, like, I know you got, I know we got more to do. You're man. still, you're still blooming, bro. You know, I mean, we all are, we're all yeah. in the garden. We're all blooming. Like a Grammy would be like, all right, I've made it. Like people would think that. All right. But even last episode was Matt Boss. So I told you mm -hmm. signed Burner Boy who just picked up the Grammy. Right. And it's amazing that he told me, he's like, no, we're just getting started. You right. know what I mean? It's not, nah, it it's is. dope to think that way because you know, if you rewind the tape a decade I, I don't know if you would be saying that then. You'd probably right. be thinking that's the, that's the goal. Right. You know no, I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, as a kid, like, oh, yeah, I want the Grammy. Like, yeah. I just want to get my Grammy. And I see a lot of younger producers, like, I just want the Grammy. And it's like, I could easily DM them, but they, I'd rather them just see it on their own because there's growth in that process. When people are on a path and they got a vision, like you said, our vision is so small compared to, like, what the universe, God that energy wants for us. So when something turns left on them, can you give the people, you can look at the camera, you can say on the mic, what can they remember? What can they hang on to when, you know, something goes left on them? I think the why is remember why you're doing what you're doing. And it can't be a, I'm doing it because I want money. It's literally that. It's a purpose. It's like, remember your purpose in it. And that's going to keep you going. Through those dips, you know what I mean? Big yeah, time. yeah, yeah, that's because there's, beautiful. Because there's a bigger, like, when you lend yourself to be a vessel, bro, you just go with it. Because facts are, is life is happening. And I might get a call that moms, that gramps yeah. pass. Like, yeah. we're all heading that. You know what I'm saying? And adversity is going to come, no matter what. Even when life is good and dandy, that's when you know that there's, it's, yeah. it's just part of life. And yeah. the, the sooner we learn to embrace that, and find our purpose within and our peace, bro, you'll be good. You just ride. You got to ride the waves, bro. Trust the process. Have you ever seen a tapestry? It's like this with God. You look at the other side of that tapestry and it's all like ugly looking and like, ugh. Flip that thing around and it's just this beautiful work beautiful, of art. That, that's that's a is. bar for me, bro. Big bar. Thank you so much, man, Angel, thank bro. You, this was, bro. This was powerful, bro. Nah, man. Thank you, bro. For real. Like, I, I really welcome. appreciate You're it. You're welcome, bro. Thank you. Yeah, man. I know I got a lot out of this shit, so I know I'm sure you guys did. We'll see you next episode. Thank you. Right, yeah. Thank you so much again for tuning in to today's episode. It really means the world to me. If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. The world is in such great need right now, and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting connectionismagic.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Patreon is a third-party platform which helps support creators in exchange for exclusive content and offers. You'll be able to get discounted merchandise like comfy hoodies, t-shirts, as well as retreat discounts where we'll have special guest speakers and group activities to connect you with like-minded community members. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, please stay connected.